Hello and welcome back to the I'll Try That podcast. This week on the pursuit of happiness, we're going to be heading to the West Yorkshire uh, to taste the fantastic Tetley's Smooth Flow. And actually, in the hop topic, we're going to be uh, listening to some interesting news about hangover cures, Barber. Let's go. Right, so uh, good news reported in the last uh, month, uh, and we are um, we're, we're thanking our colleagues at the the Telegraph uh, on their their beer news reporting uh, for for this one. Uh, they they've um, there's been a story out about a potential new hangover cure um, exclusively for the ladies. There is um, <laughs> there are pills out there which are called NAC pills. Um, bear with me here, but N acetylcysteine those ones <laughs> those ones those ones yeah I know those yeah. you, you know the those pills <laughs> Uh, which are up jar a, a liver protecting supplement. Sorry, sorry, Bob. Bob, Bob previous... sorry, mate. I didn't quite get that. Can you? Can you? Um... Yeah, it's it's um, it's N acetylcysteine. Okay, yeah, of course. I think it's N acetylcysteine. Right, acetylcysteine. A liver protecting supplement makes sense, uh, which is <laughs> being given. Uh, also works uh, for for anyone with asthma and cystic fibrosis. Um, has found um, has proved quite useful for alleviating uh, hangover symptoms for for, for women. Um, the bad news uh, is is well for for men at least is that probably doesn't work work for them sadly. Um, so you're going to have to stick to the Alka Seltzers and, and and the Barocas in the meantime. Uh, so what's what's your what's your go to hangover cure? Well, for, for, to start with, I'm gutted that it only works for women. That's quite sad. Um, I mean, <laughs> the fact that this has happened is incredible, though, really. If you think about it, it kind of... Um, if you ever have too, a, a few too many, then, you know, there's the opportunity to save yourself. I mean, I'm guessing that this is a drug that you can't just go buy, like paracetamol. Um, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think it helps if it's uh, if if it's been prescribed already. But um, if uh, I, I I think it's actually equally if you've got some uh, spare, it will will do the job. But um, well, uh, in in short, it it does just um, it helps you out basically uh, breaking down the ethanol that that's in 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 your liver. Oh, I see. Okay, mm-hmm. so actually, it genuinely is scientifically mm-hmm. breaking down the stuff that makes you feel hungover well okay so obviously we don't have Mm -hmm. this option okay so we do need to think about the options that we can have so i would say i'm okay i've got a few that i've tried they're not very tested (laughs) and i don't even if they work um but i usually go for something like a full english breakfast okay and and if and it has to have like all the trimmings right Okay, so it has it has it has to have the black pudding. Right? Oh, but and black pudding! Have... Black pudding is just heavenly. I would. There should be more yeah. black pudding. <laughs> but 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 then it At also has to have like a, a very hefty amount of baked beans. Okay, and a, a slather of ketchup somewhere, mm-hmm. and um, and also if that doesn't work, the other one I've tried uh, is another beer. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting so because also in, in the context of um the um this uh these these pills that can can help the way they were tested as, as to how they were performing against um 
uh, for, for people with a hangover, <laughs> there was they did put in a scale, which is at one end you had, I feel like I did not drink last night. <laughs> and at, the other, at the other end of the spectrum was so hungover I might die. Uh, and so... <laughs> And so for me, wow. even when I'm mildly hungover, I can I can I can stomach a full English. But also when I when I'm particularly at the the more severe end of that spectrum, I for one particularly don't like to eat anything uh, the, the following okay. day. I'd like yeah. to just top myself up with water, and then um, normally in the evening uh, I I eat a gargantuan amount. <laughs> amount. Um, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I really I, I feel like I've I I feel like. Th- I thought that you were either the no eater or the eater. So like mm. the people that I know, for instance, is like, I'm always the eater. So if I'm hungover, well, back in the day, I don't get hungover that much anymore. But as in back in, you know, my raucous period, um, <laughs> I would, I would probably have quite, I would just eat. It would be like takeaway. It would be simple food, but I'd eat a lot. Like I'd wake up and I'd just eat food mm-hmm. and I'd drink a lot. I would eat and drink a lot. Right. Whilst I know some people who just cave. So, like, they literally just go, my bedroom is my cave. My duvet (laughs) is my safety blanket. I do not come near me. Do not speak to me. Do not move me. Do not touch me. And I thought you were one or the other. So, it's interesting how you're kind of like a hybrid. Oh, did you know? I I, I equally, um, I'd rather be busy. I'd rather have a pressure on. I've got to do something. Just take Mm. take my mind away from it. But... um, uh, I just want binge TV. <laughs> binge TV, did you say? <laughs> yeah, like I just want, you know, that TV, like I, I would want to watch a TV show that's got no substance to it or it's really simple or like a yeah. film where I know the outcome so I don't have to concentrate. Fair enough. After, yeah, yeah. 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 You should be careful drawing me for comments on films. I've been told off by Jabbers and Joe for, for uh, not liking Harry Potter or, or the Fast and Furious films, which uh, I feel would kind of tick that, that box really nicely for you for the next one. Well, I'll put it this way. I don't like the Harry Potter films based off the fact that I prefer the books because I think the books are superior. Pro answer. Um, Absolute pro answer. Um, and um, Fast and Furious, I liked the original like three or four and then they've just they're they're getting out of control there's now like a fast and furious 25 or whatever's coming out and i've seen the memes and they're so right family Mm. all right (laughs) family anyway (laughs) (laughs) family and no hangovers because family that should that yeah no no hangovers though (laughs) well but like now before I would, the hangover, there's always tasting the beverage, so I think we should probably get on to our pursuit of happiness. Indeed. And so in the pursuit of happiness today, we're heading for, uh, as you rightly described, West Yorkshire, Tetley's. Um, so uh, I suppose, is it maybe fair to say, not fallen from grace necessarily, but what was at one point a, you know, one of the most popular um, beers in, in, in Britain at least, um, mm. not such a prominent figure these days. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I, I think I'd agree with you. I think, um, I mean, I haven't, like, I know it's about, and I know you can buy it. So it's kind of, but I, like, I, you don't see any adverts. You don't see, I mean, there's only certain places that, I mean, I very rarely see it sold. I mean, I, I don't know how many pubs. I'll I level mean, with you. Yeah, I had to go and look around, um, four supermarkets to oh, to find Tetley's for, for, for me um, it's, it's funny I don't often 
Um, I don't, don't mean it to, the, to their detriment, but it, it's not often I'm uh, with a couple of friends and someone says, oh, I just fancy a Ted Lee's. It's kind of rare. I think... Rare. I think there's like a... It's a very, like... I think it's very synonymous with um, kind of a more... The more north of England. Mm. Um, and it's got high links to that area. So... I think if the further north you travel, the probably more likely you will get hold of a Tetley's. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it is highly regional in that way. Like mm-hmm. I think it's quite, a, it's a bit, it reminds me of a John Smith's mm-hmm. um, in that kind of aspect. It kind of was on a similar par with John Smith's quite well, and it probably still is. Um, but it's, for instance, it's been, it is a very old traditional beer. So it started in. It's the old school, isn't it? Yeah, so it started, you know, it founded in 1822. So it's been around a while. And I don't think it's changed a lot, right? So um, it's, like, I can't remember the last time there was an advert. I can't remember the last time it looked fancy. Like, if you look at the can, it mm-hmm. looks like a traditional can. Um, there's it's, it's, there's no bells and whistles. It literally, it says Tetley's on it. And it's pretty much, and it's got the signature of the founder on it. And, yeah, uh, yeah. To, it's it's been around a while, and and it particularly um, used to be especially popular. So for a lot of people, it's a recognisable name. But equally, uh, uh, design wise, they've gone through a couple of of makeovers, haven't they? Which might may, mean it's a little bit harder to to recognise. Um, but it is one of those things that is is one of those um, drinks that equally was was um, kind of admired as, as a as a British style ale and um, quite characteristic of. Um, of of what a British old fashioned British beer would be, so they can be pretty pretty proud of that. Um, and I mean, they probably lord it as well by describing it as the timeless taste of Tetley's. Oh, that's a yeah, wonderful exactly. wonderful bit of alliteration, that isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's fantastic. And also, like I would say, like it is a bitter, and I love a bitter. Like on, the, I know that obviously everyone kind of loves a craft beer nowadays and stuff like that. But there is something that is timeless about getting a bitter because I love um, seeing how it's poured in a pub and you have to wait for it, right? <laughs> and I, it heightens I the anticipation. Really <laughs> and I love how easy it is to drink. And yeah, it doesn't have to be cold and it doesn't have to be a lager. It is, I think it's, it is called the Tetley Smooth Flow. That's the one we've got at the moment, the Tetley Smooth Ale. And... I actually genuinely really love a bitter, and I love it. now the bit. The name bitter is really deceptive. It's not actually bitter. Um, it's an awful name, I think, for a beverage to call something a bitter. But um, bitter, bitter's got bad connotations, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, and I think I actually genuinely really like it, mm-hmm. and it's also only three point six percent, so it is. Yeah, a lot of people see that. Yeah, a lot of people see that as the argument for it's um it's for for enjoying. Um, you're going to get through mm. a little bit, and it's it's going to be um, session. But yeah, and, and because because you actually like 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 drinking the beer. So um, I know uh, you you have prepared some of for <laughs> what what the intended tasting notes for for Tetley's are, and we were going oh. we were going to confer on these and, and see whether we whether or not we agreed. Um, yes, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, so, it comes from the horse's mouth, so you would think that yeah, it's probably going to be be a, a, about on the money. But but what were those um, what, what were those uh, adjectives we <laughs> we found for for Tetley's? Okay. Uh, by the way, Bob's fantastic segue there. Just, oh, <laughs> thank you. I've been working was, on those. <laughs> I've been wait, I've been 
planning this for a month. Anyway, so um, a traditional English smooth ale. Nutty, roasted, full-bodied flavour. Creamy caramel bitter sweetness. Hoppy and soft caramel finish. <laughs> I really... A lot of thought went into those, I, I, I feel. Um, hoppy, I think, is a hard one to try and crowbar in in the context of what beer is like these days. Um, yeah. I mean, if, you, if you're going to call something hoppy these days, I mean, it needs to be seriously hoppy, uh, like un, unfined hops or something like that. But um, I would agree with the soft caramel finish. True. Totally. Yeah. Big time. Um, big time. Big time. I feel like we're new. We're now. We're now selling newspapers. Okay. <laughs> I go with one of those little trilby hats with notes in it. Um, but um, and and I think the bit before that was was it was creamy caramel bittersweetness. Mm-hmm. Uh, apart from again, that's one of those phrases that may, maybe one or two words would have done instead of three. Particularly, Somebody, somebody's got very excited. That, that's, I, I feel like that's about nineteen syllables. Um, but yeah, for, <laughs> creamy. Uh, that should, should that shock you? It's it's a, it's a smooth, smooth uh, ale. Hundred uh, percent, it is. Um, it also what um, about the nut. What about the nuttiness? Nutty roasted, full body. I would describe <clears throat> the the nut and, and the nut and the roasting that that is 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 in there is is subtle at best. Is that? I really hope you're gonna gonna agree with with me on that. I've seen I've um, I've I've had I've had I don't, nuttier I beers. I don't get it. I <laughs> well, um, that's for me. Full bodied, yes. Nutty roast. I think, like, <laughs> so, it, 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 I, mean, I don't. I don't really get. I don't really get the nuttiness. I, I get the caramel. I get the smooth. I get the sour, the soft finish. Soft, spot on. Mm. I think it it's is like drinking soft, a pillow, right? isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I and I generally like when you when it gets poured and you see it kind of like build its way off. You, you're thinking of clouds. Like I love it, um, but I think it generally is like. I can't see the nuttiness, but I think it's a quite good description most of the, for for the majority. For the most part, yeah. Now, yeah. now I, I just want to go on to some of its um, history, the background, because I, I think yeah, it's quite see. interesting. Now, um, it was founded in 1822, as I've said before, and it was founded by a man called Joshua Tetley. No surprising, Tetley, Tetley, sir, smooth out. Now, it was bought for a measly 400 pounds back in the day now i'm sure in 1822 400 pounds is probably a lot more than it is these days yeah you could get a brewery so, for that these days so let me I've had, I'm, you know i've had an, okay. i've had another sip maybe a little bit of nuttiness okay okay that's interesting <laughs> um so it's this that is actually still so today 400 quid the it's the equivalent of 32,000 so that's still an absolute bargain um yeah, oh, don't so, don't get me started on on property prices because that yeah, again, yeah, so. once again, that's another podcast. <laughs> yeah, but um, basically, they are part of the Carlsberg Group now, mm-hmm. um, and they're a part a part of a portfolio. Here we go, um, of one hundred and fifty five brands. Okay. So sadly, I think they've become, you know, potentially one of many beers uh, that are jostling for position. Company. I guess, yeah. Yes, but 
again, they've survived and they're still going, which I think is amazing mm-hmm. um, because they have so much history and they're so linked to the uh, Leeds area. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing I wanted to talk about was the logo change, which you've already talked about. Um, so originally, and I think you found this, bar, is if you actually Google in Tetley's, what is the logo that you get quite a lot? Well, the one that I remembered... And I, I sometimes get my dates wrong as to when it actually was in place. But the one that, uh, if I were to envisage it now, was was uh, was like a, a huntsman, um, like a silhouette, uh, mo- mo- not monochrome, but but just a sing- single color. That distinctive uh, black hat. Someone sat uh, on, presumably on a horse, but with a um, with a Tetley's in hand. Um, but yeah, it's, so, it's, it's so not that these days, is huntsman. it? So when we're talking about huntsmen, we're not talking about Robin Hood. We're talking about <laughs> yeah, um, sorry. fox hunting yeah. and nobles hunting, just to give mm-hmm. everyone that. So it's obviously very British kind of feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of linking to almost nobility, I guess, because that's the only people who fox hunt, right? I um, so, yeah, I mean, I would say that uh, the fox hunting ban that eventually came in for a lot of people was... Um, Again, we probably don't have time within this podcast to go into the actual uh, finer details of it. Uh, it was obviously um, there are animal rights groups who are fighting against fox hunting and, and feeling that, that it that it was wrong, and, and obviously it, it did lead to the ban eventually. However, I think particularly people on the other side um, often felt that it was um, almost a symptom of, of, of class warfare. Um, that it was to, okay. it was historically the the the, the upper classes. Who would engage in in, in fox hunting? Um, again, that's that's almost like an allegation within this this whole sort of battle that, that went on. But it, I think that's probably fair to summarise that um, fox hunting, which was a contentious in, issue in in the UK, uh, typically was um, uh, it, it was seen as something that was engaged in by by the upper classes. Um, and and yeah, it was it was yeah viewed as viewed a little bit as, as class warfare in in, uh, in the UK. So, and that um, they actually, I've I've made, I actually double checked this. They uh, they dropped it in the year two thousand. So, this issue of the fox hunting is actually quite a modern issue. I know it's, <laughs> it feels a long way away, being twenty twenty one years away ago. <laughs> but um, but two thousands don't actually, seem like that long not, ago, though. That's the thing. No, not at all. I'm still remembering Daniel Beddingfield. Anyway, so um, <laughs> um, but like that is like then they actually changed their logo. So. The one they changed it to for that was they just went for a rugby ball because they advertised, um, not advertised, they sponsored, sorry, a lot of rugby league teams because Leeds has got a very famous rugby league team, um, very successful team. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that part of the world, big rugby league country there. Um, yes, massive, yeah. Yeah, enormous. So Leeds, Wigan, Bradford, those are all big Big rugby league teams, but um, sorry, I I was I was interjecting. <laughs> it should have been have been earlier on. They were fair play to Tetley's. They were a little bit ahead. I think the actual fox hunting ban probably need to recheck this, but was two thousand and four. So I just I was interested that you say that it was about two thousand that they changed yeah. to the rugby league ball because um, I, I think at that point they sort of identified that that maybe fox hunting was um, two thousand and five. You're pretty much two thousand and five. Oh, just, well, near enough. Yeah, you're pretty. I, I, mate, we'll give you that. We'll okay. give you that. Um, I think you know points to Barber. Um, but um, I, I like, for instance, interestingly though, 
we talk about the fact that they changed the rugby ball. So they went from a hunt, the huntsman to the rugby ball, and they've actually changed it again. Um, and the one that we've got in front of us is almost like a family crest. I'm gonna say, yeah. Um, so red, a so red circle with with Tetley smooth yeah. ale on, and then yeah, what we're talking about is the, is the bit in the middle, the uh, a, a blue, yeah, the blue blue lion on a star with the, with a family sort of crest yeah. in in the centre. Now, the one I recognise the most is probably because of my football slash soccer knowledge, um, which is the Leeds uh, rose. The um, is it the white rose? I think uh, so. Yeah, well, uh, Leeds yeah. Leeds always play in white. I know that much. Which yeah, so and that is really synonymous with Leeds, and that kind of rose is really famous. And they're obviously going as like the crest to symbolise the area, which I think is a good shout. Um, and it keep, keeps the the loyal fans loyal, but um, it doesn't exactly stand out, really. I think it it does feel um, like there's not a lot going on with the. I think I really the one thing I did realize, and I've just realized it right now, the can is basically symbolizing the foam head, which I think is really cool. Yeah, um, I was going to say it's it's a little bit bigger than I would personally go for on the can. <laughs> so it's it's about but two two thirds of the uh, of the, the the bottom two thirds are, are, are blue, and then a nice sort of creamy beige uh, for almost mm. it, maybe not top there. Maybe it's about three. Maybe it's about one quarter rather than a third. Um, yeah, um, it's a little bit bigger than I would bought myself. Yeah, but um, I think if you want to try a proper English bitter. You have to go and try this or and John Smith. Try both of them. I think they're both good, and I think if you it, this is a definite sessionable beer, um, and it is one that you're meant to have at a pub and you're meant to have a, like a couple of. You're not supposed. It's not like a one hit wonder. Um, I didn't. Um, weirdly, I mean, I'm not an, a. I'm actually quite a rugby union fan rather than a rugby league. But it also, to me, tastes. So am I, yeah. Yeah, it tastes to me like a beer you go and have at the rugby, which could still oh, make completely. Just, I think it, yeah, it's yeah, definitely could still be obviously can still be uh, one one that you would at a rugby league game. But um, yeah, this this is almost um, I suppose also I, I don't know why I would exclude it from football. It, it is one of those ones actually. I can see myself a little bit wrapped up even with a hat and hat and, and gloves and a, and, and a scarf. Um, uh, late late January on the terraces um, with with a uh, although I mean, these did, but these I think it's the comforting but... feel of the beverage that makes mm. you think that yeah. So it obviously links that has obviously sparked something in your head, Barb's, of watching sport. Like definitely, the taste yeah. has made you think of it. That's cool. I like that. So um, one thing I think we should mention, Barb's, mm. is um, when I originally heard Tetley. I actually didn't go to beer. <laughs> I went to. Where did you go? I I went. I went. I think like you. I went to go and put the kettle on. Yeah, exactly. And I think what's really interesting is that Tetley Tea is and Tetley. Obviously, they are Leeds or Yorkshire names um, because that's where Tetley was originally from. The two men who started Tetley Tea actually were sellers of salt. Um, salt okay went into the tea market yeah random fact for you you know a knowledgeable man me um and basically uh they ended up going down to london though so very different but it's interesting how they both originated from the same place and i really like that um and i think maybe 
T is more popular, but it's interesting that, you know, these Tetley boys, they know how to make some beverages. You were talking about how it feels like it links you to sport, right? And I, it's just like they are they are still the sponsor of Leeds Rhino and the Yorkshire cricket team. Keep so, it, keeping it local. I mean, I love that, though, because they're still doing that kind of beer and sport link. And I think it's really powerful. And I, I mean, for instance, Barb's, you were drinking this beer and it took you back to a beautiful place of watching live sport. Yeah, and and you know what? We're all, ultimately we um, that, that do a podcast uh, aren't everywhere at all times. So also, um, you know, it, it may then, particularly with its, its local presence there, with the, the teams that it sponsors, probably means a lot to 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 um, to you know people who live in Leeds and, and are fans of the, those those sports clubs. Okay, yeah. So um, in. So, in summary, uh, as you know, we like to to finish on on some numbers. Twitter UK for uh, for Tetley's rather diminutive. Uh, Simo, how many people do you think have a, have a little stab in the dark at uh, how many how many so, follow uh, Tetley Tetley's I beer? Because also, it's very easily mistaken for Tetley's tea. <laughs> yeah. So, just due to confusion, I'm going to go with a thousand for Twitter. So, for Twitter, they're three hundred and sixty-two. Do you know what it is? It's because people are clicking the yeah, Twitter, the, yeah, the, the Tetley tea. I'm sure there's some. Is. I'm sure there's some synergies there between the tea and the beer, but in terms of the social media following, it, it may have it may have done them a mischief. However, because to you be said fair, to be fair, to be fair, it's very difficult. If somebody offered me a cup of tea and a beer, it depend on the time of day. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, the answer is yes. <laughs> but, but which side of it you're going to, we don't know. The answer is um, always yes, Barbara. Yeah, the answer is always yes. yes. Just to figure out what the question is. Uh, but although, uh, Simon, got to give you props. 1,000 bang on for the Instagram following uh, for, for right, Tetley's. Well, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Wrong social media. He's, he's not just a pretty face. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a pretty face. <laughs> anyway, for 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 a um, a quintessential taste of of proper British ale, go on, go and try Tetley's. And that's all we have time for in this week's episode of the I'll Try That podcast. And so, from me, Joe, Rich, Barber, and Simo, goodbye. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, I'll Try That Podcast dot com, and watch us on YouTube. Goodbye now. <laughs>